Hi, you're listening to the Raise the Vibe with Liz podcast. I'm your host, Liz Peterson. I interview today's inspirational speakers and healers. Thank you for listening to the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raise the Vibe with Liz. I'm your host, Liz Peterson. I have Camille Moritz with me today from Maui. Camille is a spiritual healer and facilitator of unlimited potential for health, wholeness, and well-being. Regeneration, restoration, and spontaneous healing may be experienced through DNA light activation, cellular healing, and clearing the soul records. Much healing occurs through the light of Divine Mother as spiritualization of matter. As a revelator of light and truth, spiritual messages or wisdom from beyond the physical dimension may be revealed. Camille has a vast intuitive awareness and ability to deliver messages, codes, symbols, and information from multidimensional realms. Spiritual messages may be delivered from cosmic, celestial, elemental, animals, angels, guides, and loved ones who have passed over. Camille hears answers and so questions. Camille is known for sharing transformational tools that facilitate self-mastery, personal empowerment, spiritual psychic development, and enlightenment. Born with clairvoyant gifts of revelation, appointed by spirit with the title of divine revelator, Camille Moritz is a revealer of divine truth. As a sponsor of Divine Mother Record Keepers, Camille's mission is to call forth all to be revealed, healed, and restored in divine justice, truth, light, and peace. Camille, thank you so much for joining me today on Raise the Vibe with Liz. I'm really excited to have you here with me today on Zoom. Aloha. Thank you for inviting me. Aloha. So why don't we get started by having you describe when did you know you were given these gifts of healing? Um, I was born with the gift of knowing and I didn't understand that that was different than other people till I was older. It was a natural experience for me. I would tell my parents who was calling on the phone or who was going to knock on the door ahead of time. Uh, my father was, he was kind of, um, he, it was in the 60s. So he had that big white bus with the stars all over it. And he took transcendental meditation classes. So I was taught those at age five. And uh, a little older, I had an Athabascan medicine woman who was a friend of ours who knew that I asked or projected. And she was actually also a tarot reader and a friend of my mother's. And she taught me how to move through the astral realm into the higher realms of light so that I wouldn't um, get stuck or caught up in the lower astral realm where the entities were. And because of that, it took me a long time to be able to come back down to the lower realms to even talk to certain guides that spirit where there were messages it was interesting i didn't want to i didn't want to talk i didn't want to share messages from people who had died and so i was going to such high places i couldn't get those messages but then somebody pressured me and and then i ended up talking for those people so i had to relearn how to come back to the lower levels but as a child, I just automatically knew. And as I was raised, you know, life changes in your family structure. So that became less important. I had a stepfather and, and things were different as I got older. Um, but I did um, teach the Emblem Club tarot when I was 18. <laughs> so, and I just studied all my life, spirituality, psychology, and went on to work in clinical settings for many years to help to understand my knowing. Awesome. So how did you, it sounds like you had a very supportive background in childhood, your dad doing the meditation and supporting you and allowing you to be yourself. When did you realize or get the message that you were a revelator? Um, when I was a child, I had dreams, prophetic dreams about um, doom and gloom times, like an apocalyptic time. Every single one of those dreams, I was always helping individuals um, work through those energies. I never called myself a revelator until I was asked to be called a revelator um, by spirit, by divine mother and my higher self. And that was, I don't know, about 10 years ago. And then what were you doing before this? <laughs> we all have our path to now. 
Um, well, I raised children and I got a graduate degree in Jungian psychotherapy and spent 20 years in clinical mental health settings teaching uh, dialectical behavioral skills training, which is a behavioral Zen form of working with people with personality disorders. And what I learned was that every person I worked with was intuitive and had awareness and that these types of skills, such as learning mindfulness, which was my job to teach individuals, um, every human could be benefited by those types of skills. In the work that I do, my messages come through in psychic spiritual skill sets. So you can see that clinical background as it teaches little skill building techniques for self-mastery and personal growth and development. I've been doing psychic readings all my life, but professionally I started doing them in my late 20s and I'm in my 50s now. So it's, it, it's something that I've always done. It started off working with the tarot cards and over time the prophetic dreams became stronger, the visions became stronger, all the way up to the point where I had the Divine Mother as Guadalupe burn herself into my third eye. And when my eyes were closed, all I could see was her. And when my eyes were open, all I could see was her. And she brought forward a multidimensional healing technique to heal the human soul of and clear the records from um, this lifetime, past lifetime, and then non-human lifetimes. And um, it is a really powerful process of clearing this um, the matter. Mother equals matter. M-O-T-H-E-R is matter. So the spiritualization of matter is the one ascension of Mother Earth. Awesome. And that's who you have behind you, yes? Who you channel? Yes. Divine Mother as the Queen of Heaven is behind me. And the Queen of Heaven is a representation of Mother Mary um, being assumed or ascending into heaven as the Queen of Light. And the Queen of Light is um, considered to be... Um, a solar sun goddess in multiple um, philosophies around the world as Isis and Ishtar and several others. But the queen of light is the queen of heaven. And that is the big, uh, where much of the information comes from awesome. that I share with others. And we're very much stepping into, I think more of the divine feminine now than before, you know, with all of the shifts that are happening right now. Can you discuss a little bit about that with our listeners? Yeah. Yeah, every human is, has both masculine and feminine polarities. Um, the masculine polarity is electric. The first ray of God is the power, purpose, protection, and eternal peace. From the Great Bear constellation is activated in the crown chakra. And the second ray of God, which is magnetic and feminine, which is love and understanding and beauty, from the dog star chakra is activated in the heart. And the third ray of God is creative, active intelligence through the throat chakra which is the transcendence or the unifying of the electric and magnetic polarities. So every human has to heal their magnetic ability to receive the infinite supply of the divinely intended good. And uh, the divine feminine was withdrawn from the earth through what we call the fall and has been restored and reactivated in mother earth many years ago. And every single human on the planet now has access to their soul knowing through their sacred heart because the sacred heart is the portal of ascension and it is zero point. So when we know when we move into zero point that we can experience miraculous healing. Uh, the important part about moving into the zero point of the one heart is that when we give ourselves permission to unify with the coherent field where our one heart is also beating with the one heart of Mother Earth and the one heart of the great central sun. I believe the divine feminine gives birth to the divine masculine by opening ourselves to receive the guidance and the wisdom from source energy through our receptive abilities, which is feminine. And then our masculine energy takes action to put that into form. But if our mind believes it has to control and rule our heart by hiding our emotions, then our ego is taking charge. So when we put our God self, our higher self in our heart, and we begin to say yes to the God knowing in the heart, then the mind can do the work to figure out how to say yes and get that in form. So it's a shifting of polarities within the human by becoming heart-centered and saying yes to the heart and then using the mind, divine intelligence to access and gain, bring that into the a life experience. Oh, that's wonderful. How do we discern that truth, you know, between that egoic mind and that heart center? 
Um, well, you know, there's so much research about the sacred heart and the toroidal flow and how when the sacred heart toroidal flow is turned on, it's 5,000 times bigger electrically than the mind and um, like <clears throat> several hundred times bigger um, magnetically than the mind. And so I use the onboard guidance system, which is the sacred heart body pendulum. And in the on guard board guidance system, we can put our hands on our heart when we put our higher self in our heart and we can begin to ask our body questions like body show me yes. Most people will naturally fall forward and we can say body show me no. Most people will naturally fall backwards. And the more we access the God knowing in our heart, the more that comes online. So instead of following our human ego, we are now following the divine that is intended, our higher knowing. Um, Accessing the body pendulum is very easy. There's a few things that keep it from happening. Hiding contracts, blinding, blindness contracts, not trusting yourself, not being in your body. When people experience trauma, they often will leave their body. So then they need to restore sacred trust and bring themselves in. So it's very simple. We can just begin with, my higher self now resides in me. I thank my higher self for residing in my heart and all of my chakras and cells equally. It is safe to be in my body today. So we need to bring ourselves back down into every chakra equally. Many people who are quite spiritual only sit up, up here. But this is the time of the embodiment. So in order to be a co-creator and create heaven on earth, you have to be in form as a co-creator. So that means you have to be embodied. So... Um, many spiritual people are so happy they don't ask for what they want, and that's okay, but I believe that you need to not be a bobber floating on the ocean. You need to take a hold of the rudder and move where you need to go. So when you ask your higher self, thank you, higher self, for the love I have today. Thank you, higher self, for the peace I have today. The higher self immediately puts down into the aura the requests of the human and soul, and that's the sacred science of the Rainbow Bridge. They're building the Antikarana. So all we have to do is from our sacred heart, ask our sacred heart intentions. And when we do that, if there's anything blocking it, we can also use the body pendulum to ask, am I storing any unconscious energy that would block the love I'm intended to have today? And if you get a yes, then we're revealing it. So we're bringing it from the unknown to the known. And that's the best part about working with your sacred heart knowing is that over time, there's not anything that you ask, you will get an answer for. It's just the way it is. So every single human is intended to have that, their own revelation and knowing through their own heart. Right. <laughs> That'll come in handy these days with everything that's going on. You know, you yes. About in your book, we're going through this huge shift right now. Can you talk about the multidimensional being? Yes, um, humans are multidimensional beings. Mother Earth is a 12th dimensional planet. 12th uh, dimensional consciousness is considered to be Christ consciousness or avatar consciousness. That is where the grid lines were corrupted. And so there have been new upgraded grid lines built in the 13th dimension that are considered to be heaven on Earth. So one thing, I'll talk about multidimensionality in just a minute, but one thing we can do is we can unplug our solar plexus. Say, higher self, I unplug my solar plexus from all corrupted grid lines or false paradigms of ascension, you know, yeah. and I re-plug in to the upgraded crystalline grids of life. So humans have awareness in multiple ways. You can feel one thing, think another, and have a body sensation like cold or hot. Those are three awarenesses at once. Each chakra is a doorway into the dimension. So dimension number one is the center of the atom or the center of the earth. Dimension number two is from the center of the atom to the surface or from the center of the atom in your body to the surface of your body. I guess what I meant to say from the center of the earth to the, to the surface. Dimension three is our waking time and space. Dimension four is um, the archetypes and the emotional awareness. And dimension four is where the energetics were put to stop humans, like the veil. So once we move up through the veil, so dimensions one, two, three, four, a veil, when we pop up through it by moving through our fears, 
we immediately are able to access the fan of multi-dimensional reality five six seven eight nine ten infinite dimensions so in the fourth dimension is where the barrier is where we call the guardian at the gate or the dweller on the threshold and um <clears throat> each humans need can bring an eye into each dimension or each chakra and ask for your divine knowing from those place places so the seven chakras the dimensions each chakra functioning functioning through how does that correlate to the 12 strand dna and okay um okay let me tell you i just headed up here sure. so christ consciousness is crystalline consciousness so mother earth as a living planet um now ascends in frequency to become crystalline 12 dimensional planet the 12 cosmic rays are not linear they're exponential these rays are inherent potentials or virtues held within the fire center known as the fire letters in every atom so 12 strands of dna's are the 12 cosmic rays and the fire letters the seven rays are guidelines for third dimensional linear living so the seven chakras are where the seven rays are activated that teach us how to be global humans. Those are the seven lessons we have to master to experience being unified as one living planet. Then we're propelled into the 12 cosmic rays by activating the 12 strands of DNA. And the 12 cosmic rays move us into our cosmic consciousness. And um, so as we master the seven rays, each ray is activated in a chakra. So the rays of God are the cosmic light, the gamma rays that come from the solar systems and the star constellations that activate each chakra. The rays are also called the rishis in all Eastern philosophy. So when you go into yoga and you're working with the rishis and the rays, they are considered to be the electric gods or the primordial life source of the electromagnetic field that has its own consciousness. And as a representative of the Karmic Board of Record Keepers, I work with a goddess of each of the uh, rays, the seven rays, um, with direct um, dispensation messages um, and techniques to become a free global human and to ascend into your cosmic mastery. Cool. You have a great quote in your book. I love your book. I got it um, when I met you here on Vashon a couple years back when you did a reading, Heaven on Earth Just for Being. It's wonderful. I totally recommend you guys go out and get it. There's so much information here provided by Camille. You have a great quote from Sai Baba. There is only one caste, the caste of humanity. There is only one religion, the religion of love. There is only one language, the language of heart. There is only one God, he is omnipresent. And I think this really speaks to what's going on right now, how we're coming together globally to be able to sort of like we are the one. Can you discuss that a little bit, you know, about what um, right now in the ascending process? Yeah, the zero point is the place of immaculate healing, miraculous healing. Um, in quantum science, there's we start working with the field of coherence. So the indigenous peoples taught us for many years, and actually Drumbolo Mekizedek was the gentleman who brought it forward to our modern Western knowing, that when you are grounding and working with your embodiment, when you bring your higher self into your heart, we want to send our light and our breath down our column of light into the heart of Mother Earth. And when we do that, you'll feel a response from the heart of Mother Earth. And the energy will just fill up your column of light and your heart. And then we can send our next breath and light up our column of light into the heart of the great central sun. And you will feel an immediately response from the heart of the great central sun. And that builds the rainbow bridge, which is called the Antakarana, which is the tube of light. Because <clears throat> there's one strand of light from the Godhead down to the humans. I mean, two strands down to the human, but the human has to build the third strand up. So, um, in this process of the coherent field, when we move into the center of our sacred heart and we thank our heart for beating as one with the heart of Mother Earth and the heart of the great central sun, we're immediately in the coherent field and we're not separate from any other being or any other energy because this is an omni field of source. And in fact, this is where we begin to work with linear time in that there's an infinite field of possibility. The past is a memory. The present is the only existence there is, and a future is a choice one has not yet chosen. 
So when one is in their own healing process, when you move into the sacred heart, into the high heart of the center, and you're unified with the coherent field of the one heart of the earth and the great central sun, you can manifest miraculous healing. You can experience your intent coming into form. And um, as the state of consciousness of not being separate from others um, happens, when people move into their meditations and they lose track of their own sense of self and they have that, that amazing, miraculous experience of being one with source energy, that is becoming easier and easier for every individual to experience. And really, you can experience too if you just ask for that happening. But again, when we put our hand on our heart, we are bringing ourselves into our body and physiology. We're bringing our physical body along with our mind and our heart and our knowing and um this begins to turn the heart on and this moves us into the coherent field and this allows us to ask for that unified experience nice before <laughs> um our recording we were discussing um the christ consciousness coming in and it's ascending but we're not it's not really ascending it's descending can you talk about that Right. Yes, ascension is really a descension process. So continually the light from the cosmic rays are coming into the human body, through the human body, and into earth. Many humans are guided to travel to locations thinking it's for a vacation, but really Mother Earth just needs their body in that location to activate the earth with the codes of light. So there's a continual strand of light from the center of the um, sun down through the crown, through through the um, spine, down through the feet, to the center of the earth. And there's a continual strand of light from the center of the earth up through the body to the great central sun. So descension is um, an ascension process. When a person is ascending, we're opening ourselves to experience and have the maximum amount of our higher self residing in every chakra and every cell of our being. And because the earth is at a higher frequency, the lower dimensions are falling away. So what was previously in the unconscious being is pushed up and manifesting in our outer life and the higher dimensions are coming in. So what happens is we're being squished from both sides. The energy is pushing up the, the old unconscious. The light is, trans, is bringing down. And when the human body is being filled with the light of your higher self, everywhere you're storing unconscious energy, that is where your body will blow up and hurt. So oftentimes when people have wounds in their body or sore spaces, they're storing old, outdated, unconscious energy, sometimes from previous lifetimes. And through their God knowing in their heart, they can access that wisdom. And so dissension has always been known as an, I'm sorry, ascension has always been known as a dissension process. And one of my past life memories as an Oracle of Delphi, know thyself. The Oracle of Delphi was a dissension temple to teach ascension. Oh, wonderful. Gosh. And I know that as everything is shifting and as everything is coming down and that those energies are moving up, there is a lot clearing right now. I know personally, you know, past clearing just over and over again. Can you talk about that? So people who are maybe experiencing that thing, that same thing will understand what's going on. Um, yes. In theosophy, you have to balance the threefold flame in the heart before you begin to clear the four causal bodies of the karmic debt. The four causal bodies are the physical body, um, which is earth, the mental body, which is air, the emotional body, which is water, and the etheric body, which is fire. So those are the energetic bodies that the soul has that are in physical form or in the matter, the molecular part of the universe. The threefold flame are the higher frequencies of source energy, love, power, and wisdom that the first three rays of God are when they're activated, power in the crown, love in the heart, and the unifying of that through the wisdom of your human knowing through the throat chakra. But in the sacred heart, we have the flame of love on the left, the flame of power on the right, and flame of wisdom in the center. And so when we balance the threefold flame in the heart, we open ourselves to heal all the wounds our soul would have with love by allowing ourselves to receive and have the infinite supply of the divinely intended good. Uh, food, clothing, housing, shelter, money, esteem, respect, support, 
nourishment. And that is the flame of the mother. So when humans sacrifice their ability to receive the infinite supply, then that flame is wounded. And then we store unconscious energy in our four causal bodies that keep us stuck. The flame of power on the right side is the masculine energy and it's our power to create and uncreate. So we have the power to say yes and create new realities. We have the power to say no and uncreate realities. And for the power flame to be restored, because domination, subjugation is not power, that's abuse of power. We have to open ourselves to experience the infinite field of source in our heart by being safe and protected, by having the power to say no, and to remove the obstacles and by having the power to claim and experience eternal peace. And when the power flame is wounded, then all the unconscious energies in the four causal bodies can be cleared for that to be healed. The wisdom flame is in the center and it's our God knowing in the now why we have to receive the supply and take our action to be divine beings in human form. The center flame is just for being it's in the now It's our God knowing. And the wound here is um, sacrifice. The wound is being in my body is painful, and often um, hiding contracts, timing contracts. And the last one is preferring to die over living because death frees you from painful life. So, <clears throat> and all addiction. So, when we put our higher self in our heart and we open ourselves to have our God knowing, then we can clear the four causal bodies. And so, the work that I do helps people to identify where the unconscious energy that's blocking their sacred heart intent or that's manifesting an outer experience that has a charge on it, such as having a diagnosis of cancer. You know, so then you can begin to clear the unconscious energies that would manifest that outer reality. I'm not saying it cures it. What I'm saying is that we can clear any unconscious energy that would manifest an outer reality. And then we can also begin to co-create the new reality by asking for the highest good to come into form. So in the work that I do, we balance the threefold flame in the heart and we begin to identify the unconscious energy that would keep you from having unconditional eternal transfiguring love, the power to create and uncreate and peace and safety, and the wisdom of your God knowing to say yes or say no, to use your discernment or to take action as guided. Sweet. So trusting that inner guidance, how do we then consciously go about co-creating in the world? Well, we first have to claim sacred trust as our birthright. I claim sacred trust as my birthright. It's activated in me in my life, and I only draw to me trustworthy life. As we're claiming that affirmation, if we have a disbelief against it coming up, then we have to acknowledge it. I acknowledge my fear or skepticism that this can happen. And I open the door to the infinite possibility. So <clears throat> we ask for it, we identify what's against it, and we open the door to the possibility. And what was the rest of your question? Um, consciously co-creating on the planet. Oh, yeah. 24-7, every human has the power and opportunity to choose. Do you choose what serves your soul's highest good in the now, or do you not choose that? Many humans do not choose what serves their soul's good in the now. And by not choosing it, you are consciously um, creating more karma for yourself. Because every thought form you have, every word you speak, every feeling you have, every action you take, every single human is 100% karmically responsible for that. So anytime you engage in one of those experiences that does not serve the divine plan of your highest good, you are not aligned and therefore you are creating more karma. So it's very important for the human to begin to choose, activate the God knowing and the light in the heart, begin to discern through your sacred heart knowing, does it serve my highest good? And if it does, ask for it to be demonstrated to you the way to be revealed. So, so it's very simple. It's like higher self, if it is for my highest good to experience unconditional love, I am open to it. But you have to demonstrate it to me so I understand it personally. So we can always ask for what we're asking to be physically demonstrated in a way that we personally understand it. Great. And is that a way you talk about creating heaven on earth? Those, so um, besides that conscious creating, is there anything else that we can do um, 
as far as like tips or tools that you practice that could help us do that? Well, I do the daily place for enlightening life. That's the last chapter in the book. And in the daily place for enlightening life, we begin to engage in daily continuous conscious self-care rituals for mastery (laughs) and success. And those include being embodied every day, moving into the coherent field of one, um, setting your sacred heart intent and discerning if there um, are any unconscious energies blocking it. Also practicing something I call daily divine detachment, which is a daily process of clearing one's body and energetic field from psychic cords and attachments of other human beings or of being entangled and enmeshed with a group of other souls. When the human feels responsible for another human, um, through duty and obligation, it allows that human's energy to sit in your field. Thoughts are psychic energy. So if you're thinking about um, somebody that you haven't seen for a couple years, your thoughts are going to go to them. They might just call you because they feel those thoughts go to them. But when those thoughts go to another person and attach to them, it becomes a psychic cord. So many people in spiritual healing circles work with Archangel Michael to clear, clear spiritual cords. Um, and that is a great way to do it. And the other way is to just ask every day, am I psychically courting any other human? Is there any other human psychically courting me? And to begin to do the process of, um, I'm not responsible for them. I send their energy home to them and I ask my energy come home to me so that I'm the only thinker in my mind and the only feeler in my body. Because when other people are courting us, they're draining us of our energy. So we are tired and depleted or we are draining them of their energy and their emotions and thought forms will sit in our body and we'll think they're our own. And most humans are storing emotions and thought forms of their mother and father from childhood. And part of their personal healing process is to clear their body of other people's emotions, thought forms and rules that no longer serve us because you know, they don't have to sit in those body locations anymore as a free will being you can choose a new reality. And if you're storing your mother's guilt or shame in your body and you don't know about it, it's going to be challenging to have the fullness of self-love that you're working on. But when you become aware that you're storing somebody else's shame and guilt in your body and you, it's very easy to invite it out of your body and we can work with the violet flame for transmutation. Violet light is used in industry, ultraviolet for purifying air and water and it's also used in spirituality for purifying the soul's records and the energetics that keep us stuck so how do we work with the violet flame in our lives um i work with the violet flame in multiple ways whenever i see a negative energy i say i place that into the violet flame (laughs) sometimes i'll do mantra and just begin singing uh, violet flame mantras um I more deliberately work with the violet flame by when we identify an unconscious energy, we place the unconscious energy of like suffering or guilt or shame, anger into the violet flame to clear the memories, the records, the cause, the core, the effect, and the traumas for all lifetimes. Um, The violet flame is like a spiritual scrubby brush that goes into the depths and gets the hardened energy clear. (laughs) The blue and the blue and white flame of purity in Austria, uh, which is healing purity and protection is the constant energy we can use every day. That's like the dish rag, but the violet flame is like the scrubby brush. You're going to go in there and get the hardened goo cleared off. Um, The more we work with the violet flame, the more, um, uh, the less we have negative energies to hold on to. So you have to stop holding on to negative. You won't even remember the negative events because you put them into the violet flame because it literally shifts them out of your vessel. And um, the violet flame is the seventh ray of light. So when we work with the seven rays, uh, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet, it's the seventh ray, which is the highest frequency. Ultraviolet does do purification. The violet flame is also the perfect balance of the pink red flame of love in the heart and the blue flame of power. So when the red and blue flame come together and we unify polarity, the magnetic and the electric, the receptive and active parts of our being, feminine and masculine, 
we are unifying it through the violet flame. And then the Sacred Heart moves from those three colors, um, pink, yellow, and blue, to violet and gold. Yeah. Nice. I bet that goes up with these days, too. A lot of sensitive people um, are picking up on all of the outer, not only the inner things, you know, within them that are coming up during this time, but also the outer, that the things around the globe that are happening right now. How could we process through and clear this global consciousness that we're tapping into right now? Um, are you saying how can we stay separate from the collective fear of the pandemic? Yeah, <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> or are you asking for something different? So the golden age of enlightenment, <laughs> we're moving into the golden age of enlightenment and that's the experience of heaven on earth of the divine blueprint in human form okay when humans do not move into that coherent field through the one heart as a free individualized sovereign expression of god goddess my own color of the rainbow so if i am my highest divinely intended free sovereign expression of source totally separate from other humans, my own color of the rainbow, a hue woman, and we need every hue of the rainbow for the one white light, okay? Mm -hmm. So the one unified field is the one white light, and when you shine the light through the crystal prism, you get the seven colors of the rainbow, where every human is a hue of the one light, of the one source field. So when um, we experience a collective group in fear, if we don't keep ourselves separate, then um, what happens if we don't take care of our own fear, their fear attaches to our fear, our fear attaches to their fear, and now we're in a giant glob of fear of hundreds of people. That's where the entities speed. So the daily process of daily divine detachment is the process of staying separate from the unified consciousness of the fear and moving into the higher consciousness of the divine knowing, the light, the safety, the eternal peace. Now, with that being said, by practicing daily divine detachment, that's how we stay separate from it. If we move into our own mastery as an eternal soul in a temporary human form, through the sacred heart, there's an infinite supply. So if we choose to unify with other humans through like a mass meditation for peace, yeah. then what happens is they're all coming together through the one heart. And through the one heart, we can heal the earth collectively very easy with intent. However, most humans or many humans are still in the process of waking up to their personal individualized power to be a co-creator being because every thought form you have creates what it is in physical form and every word you have creates what it is in physical form. So a thought form thinking and intention puts an energetic structure in the mental causal body and saying it out loud puts an energetic into the astral causal body or the emotional causal body, which brings it into form much more quickly. That's why when we use the power of the spoken word to proclaim, intend, affirm, decree, command, we can bring into form through deliberate conscious intent what we're choosing. Um, but if we stay in the place of fear and not take care of our energy and move into the glob of the fear people then um their emotions in addition to fear will also be in us and our body our immune system will be lowered and we won't be as effective in our self-mastery of wholeness and well-being right how do you recommend uh, go ahead um and on my webpage, heaven on earth just for being.com I have 14 free downloads that people can print off. And the very first one is daily divine detachment. So it teaches people how to do the daily work of clearing themselves from others. But it's very simple. Let's just do it together, okay? okay let's do that. So say, through the power of the one heart in me. Through the power of the one heart in me. I am a free sovereign being. I am a free sovereign being. With direct access to source energy. With direct access to source energy. An eternal soul in a temporary human form. 
eternal soul in a temporary human form. An unlimited being with unlimited potential. Unlimited being with unlimited potential. In this awareness. In this awareness. I claim my right. I claim my right. Uh, to be free and sovereign. Free and sovereign. The only authority of my body and mind. The only authority of my body and mind. I send anyone's energy that I've been carrying. I send anyone's energy that I've been carrying. Or that has been attached to me. Or that has been attached to me. Home to them. Home to them. I ask it to be transmuted for them first. I ask it to be transmuted for them first. You know, so we're just going to send it home clean. And I bring all of my own energy. And I bring all of my own energy. That has been attached to others. That has been attached to others. Back to me. Back to me. So that I'm the only thinker in my mind. And I'm the only thinker in my mind. And I'm the only feeler in my body. And I'm the only feeler in my body. I'm creating a life of divine detachment. I'm creating a life of divine detachment. Where I love all people and all people love me. Where I love all people and all people love me. Without psychic entanglement. Without psychic entanglement. And I thank my higher self for doing that for me. And I thank my higher self for doing that for me. Right. So that's a very simple process of just waking up and asking. And we can use our body pendulum. Is there anybody courting me in the now? If you're a mother or a father and you have children, you naturally carry your children in your solar plexus. Well, we want to move them up to the heart where there's an infinite supply. Mm -hmm. You know, we have authority figures in our throat. We want to send it home or bring it into the heart. So we can still take care of others, but we need to do it through free will and choice. So our behavior with other humans can be the same. But the entanglement and enmeshment needs to no longer happen so that we can consciously choose to create and be free as intended. And I can see where this could even help not only in daily life and our interactions and what we're picking up outside of ourselves, but also our dreams. A lot of friends and people posting online about their dreams, you know, and everything that they're dreaming about the past and they're all vivid and everything. I can see where this could actually help people move out of that as well. You know, out of that processing state that we find ourselves when we're in dream. Right. Um, what are your thoughts? So I guess I'm trying to understand what you're saying. Are you saying that people are, well, the first thing is, is that when you have a sacred heart intention, mm -hmm. um, every person that you tell about it has thought forms about it and other people's thought forms can limit your own intention. Mm -hmm. That's one thing to be aware of. Okay. Yes. And dreaming something is okay. But when we thank our higher self, we're experiencing it in form. We're moving into another level of personal empowerment mm -hmm. because there is no separation between us and others. And because, um, a linear time is an illusion in the third dimension. So in the now, we have access to the infinite supply, but we have to remember to ask for it. If we don't ask for it, then it can't be served to us. I often teach people that God's the short order cook in the restaurant, and you're going to get the same food you got last time unless you put a new order in. The angels are the waitresses. Angels don't have free will. They're waiting for you to ask them for what to do. So they're going to come to you and say, I'd like to order this for my meal, and and the angel's like, okay. And they go to make it happen. They take it to God. God cooks it up and delivers it to you through the elemental beings. And the elemental beings are the, the helpers of source in physical form. The angels are the helpers of source in the non-physical unmanifest form, the unmanifest universe and the manifest universe. And the humans are the co-creators. So angels do not have free will and angels are waiting for you to command them. Elementals do not have free will, and elementals are bound to every single thing that you say. So if you say life is hard, then you are creating hardship in physical form. So when through the power of the spoken word, you release the soul contracts that life is hard, and you claim your right to have easy, safe, trustworthy life, and you thank your higher self for bringing it into form, or God, then that can come into form. But if you don't ask, you cannot have it. And that's the biggest thing that is different than um, what we used to teach in spirituality. Mm -hmm. So because um, we are on the inhale of God, you know, we were on the exhale. So in that Kali Yurga, we're going back into the inhale. So in this place as a conscious co-creator, 
stepping into your personal power is just stepping, becoming conscious. What are you thinking? What are you saying? Are you saying words that limit yourself? When you say a word that limits yourself, it's very easy to change the thought form and choose a new word. It's always about more self-love, not less. And in fact, one self-judgment equals 10 judgments from the world against us. And one judgment of others equals 10 judgments against us because judging literally is a curse. So instead of judging yourself or others, we can have love and acceptance and we can activate the divine plan. We can use the immaculate concept, which is holding the space of um, purity for and on behalf of our fellow man, family, and friends. And we can activate the divine plan in our outer reality. And we can activate the divine plan in our inner reality. So if you see somebody suffering, you can say, you know, thank you for the love that that person experiences. God source energy. If it's for the highest good, wrap that person up with purity. So um, when we see a corrupt government, we can say divine justice is activated in the hearts and minds of all government officials. Yes. You know, thank you, Source Energy, for restoring the government into the highest intended, purified governing form in the now. And that is something that we can do with ease. But until the humans ask for it, it can't happen. Right. So critical mass consciousness is 52% or more, meaning that once we get 52% of the energies asking, it can shift it. Or 52% of it healed in your own records. Um, what we do know in the book Power Versus Force by Dr. Hawkins is that one person holding a space of love can affect 190,000 people at once. So all we need is a small handful of humans choosing to co-create deliberately. And it's just a daily process of, of, of being light. It's not, um, when you make a mistake, you just get up and do it again. There's Every day is the first day of the rest of your life. I always say, new day, new way. <laughs> and it's always good to put the momentum behind the light instead of focusing on the darkness that's being presented to us, for sure. So how do we, um, you talk about lifting the veils of illusion in your book. Can you discuss that a little bit? The veils of illusion is the illusion that humans are powerless, um, not being consciousness, conscious when you're a slave versus a free sovereign being. Um, not remembering your past lifetimes when it's your birthright to remember and know your past lifetimes. So when we're lifting the veils of illusion, you know, say you're in a relationship and um, your partner is verbally criticizing you and, you know, and they say you're unworthy and you're undeserving and, and do you buy into that? And, you know, oh, love is pain, love is suffering. Or do you say to yourself, only love is real, and this is just an illusion, and I choose only love is real. Thank you, God. Thank you, higher self, for demonstrating me the real love that really is here. So you can um, look at the outer experience as physically real, like you have no power, or you can be two people at once. You can be the, which is what I call shift of the eight to the infinite, the eight of heavens above earth, or what your God knowing in your, is in your heart, but it's not in your life. You have to be two people at once, the person experiencing your current reality and having compassion for the part of you that experiences that reality. Oh, yeah, you got a speeding ticket. I'm not going to judge myself for getting a ticket. I'm going to love myself right. and the person choosing to create the new reality at the same time. So this person yelled at me and it hurt my feelings and I'm going to acknowledge how I feel and invite those feelings in love. And at the same time, I'm going to activate um, thank you, higher self, for the love and understanding that works through that person and me in this experience. Or thank you, higher self, um, for bringing forward the harmony and peace in this experience. So when we shift the eight to the infinite, we're allowing ourselves to be the person experiencing our reality, which is the manifestation of our past choices. And we're choosing to be the co-creator of the new reality, which is in the now, choosing what you want, and then it will come into form as our future experience. Oh, that's wonderful. Good news for all. You mentioned a little bit of past life recall and healing. Can you discuss that? Yes. You know, there's a famous um, psychiatrist, Dr. Weiss, who writes Many Souls, Many Masters. Yeah. And because I have a clinical background in mental health settings, you know, many people d have not subscribed to the belief system of reincarnation. 
But when you go back into Eastern philosophies, such as the Upanishads, Hinduism, Tibetan Buddhism, they all talk about the seven causal bodies. You know, they have the animal soul, the ancestor soul. Mm -hmm. And so when the human goes into the somatic awareness of their body, meaning um, goes into the cellular level, in uh, Jungian psychology, we believe that the physical body holds the unconscious. And the unconscious is in the cellular memories of the physical body and held in the DNA. Mm -hmm. So when you go into a body part that hurts, you can identify the memories that you're bound to, such as unconscious emotions that you haven't cleared, like anger, hatred, guilt, shame, or um, soul contracts, such as I have to be quiet to be safe, <clears throat> or the physical traumas, you know, like being whipped or hurt or having um, bondage devices on your body. So through that awareness, when you go into the cellular memory of your body, some humans automatically jump into past lifetime recall. And many humans jump into past non-human life recall because every human really has three different, we were like, we were tampered with, our DNA was. And in that awareness, every human has a cosmic consciousness, usually a lifetime that's non-human from the stars, mm -hmm. an animal consciousness, usually an animal from earth, and past human lifetimes. And they're at war in the records. So the work that I do often is clearing past lifetimes. Past lifetimes repeat themselves. Karma repeats itself. So like if you've broken your left foot, you might have had that left foot injured 10 different lifetimes, but it's not going to heal in this lifetime until you see the past lifetime and undo the agreement you made the past lifetime. And so that's a lot of the reasons why we do this. I first started going into this area working with recovery programs you know, adult children of alcoholics um, and codependency anonymous and working in clinical settings in recovery programs doing inner child work. And um, what, what it, it just is an automatic phenomena that comes up for humans. So many people will go to past life regression therapists and they'll go through hypnotherapy and they'll go into the past lifetimes, but they won't remember that. I don't, spirit does not work that way through me. Every human has access to their past life memories and their childhood memories through their sacred heart knowing. And so we just go through the sacred heart knowing. In the sacred heart is where the images start coming into your mind. So, you know, more than 70% of the humans I work with, when they put their hand on their heart and we're asking them about a past life, the images will just start flooding their mind of the past life because that's a natural process for every human being. And, um, and then the minute we clear the past lifetime, the outer experience in the now shifts. So like a woman whose a daughter won't let her see their grandchildren. So we go clear the past lives and now they're all living together happily. Um, over and over again, people will have miraculous healing in their relationships, their life experiences, or their body, their physiology, by clearing a past lifetime that's a blockage. And many times when humans are injured, that body part won't heal until you clear the other memories that are also in that body part. That's amazing. It always fascinates me, that topic, past lives. And karma also is fascinating. You discuss karma and stepping off the wheel of karma in your book, detangling from contracts, groups, and people. Can you discuss that a little bit? Um, right. Karma is a repetitive experience. And so you have to be the great divine director of your life and direct your day, direct your life, direct your reality, <clears throat> direct your relationships. And if you don't, then karma will repeat itself. So when we um, clear an energetic that we're bound to, such as love as pain, then, you know, that could show up as we get something we love. We finally get that car we love and it's a lemon because our soul is bound to love is pain. Or we go into a new relationship and our partner has chronic pain because our soul is bound to love is pain. But when we clear the contract and we choose the new reality, love is eternal, unconditional, safe, trustworthy, transfiguring love, then that doesn't happen anymore. And so, um, Stepping off the wheel of karma is by consciously choosing to be responsible and create your life versus being the victim to the past repeating itself. Mm -hmm. If a soul has vows of unforgiveness in previous lifetimes or vows of revenge, 
it, it, it makes you stuck. In the colon, if somebody is storing hurt feelings, vows of unforgiveness or vows of revenge, they will have um, illnesses in their colon, such as they're constipated or they can't go, like Crohn's disease. All, most immune disorders are the physical manifestation of unconscious energy that is karmic. So when you identify what the unconscious energy is that is karmic, then the immune disorder heals. And because humans are the containers of other people's emotions and thought forms, and then they, until they recognize it and choose not to be, many humans will experience illness that is because they're carrying their mother or their fathers, their ancestors, their husbands, their wives, emotions in their own body. And, you know, Louise Hay, who writes, You Can Heal Your Life, you know, she's the basically the forerunner of, of a lot of metaphysical awareness yeah. and teachings with the Hay House Publishing. But in her book, she lists the body spaces with the metaphysical, uh, with the energetics that cause pain and the metaphysical affirmations to heal them. Well, you just look at that and you expand that. And that's really what we're talking about. You know, I have had more than a hundred people clear past lifetimes where they died as a young child, younger than 13. And every single one was storing that energy in their forearms. Yeah. Every single one. So short life is here, not being able to embrace the fullness of life by embracing the fullness of life. We're healing short life. And that's just some of the phenomena that happens. I have hundreds more antidotes that I could share with you of commonalities and these are by people who don't know each other. You know, you have five people clearing a Pleiadian lifetime that don't know each other who have the same story. You start to put cosmic history together. That's fascinating. Right. I do have a book, maybe. <laughs> that would be interesting. Uh, that is my second book. It's Removing Obstacles for Success. And it will be out in the next year or so, which is How to Clear the Soul's Records. Oh, exciting. I'm looking forward to it. You have to come back and talk to me when you have it out. <laughs> All right, that would be wonderful. And then um, transformational tools can, cause I had two wonderful readings with you over the last um, four years and describe how you help people in your readings when you're working with somebody. Um, transformational depth therapy is an energy psychology technique. Uh, um, Wilhelm Reich was the father of all the rebirthing therapies. And he was the first one that taught about soma somatics. Um, the word organ comes from him. Okay. He's one of the professors that I studied. Um, transformation means that you're moving from being stuck to not being stuck. You're transforming an energy from a low, dense space to a high, light space. So you're moving from having your body filled up with hatred, causing you illness, to having your body filled up compassion, allowing you to move forward. Um, when we work with transformational energy tools, it's really working with the body, you know, but through the multidimensional, like for instance, putting our hand on our heart, that provides a kinesthetic physiological experience, which is a transformational technique. Um, when you're working with your affirmations, if you do emotional freedom techniques and tap while you're saying them, you ground them and anchor them. You can use um, sound healing, um, flower essences, gem elixirs, crystals, um, I have a rattle nice. of 144 ant stones from the 140 natives. This is the Lakota Sioux sun dancing rattle. Nice. And so it clears energetic space. Um, sage, so transformational tools, it's transformational is a term that says that you're transforming from a low, from a stuck place to an unstuck place. Awesome. As we're wrapping up, is there anything that you would like to share with the audience as an exit? Um, <clears throat> there's two things. So I talk about master being, master your life or your life will master you. So in the unified being, we want to heal the threefold flame of the sacred heart. We want to transcend duality, restore sacred trust, and activate the divinely intended love, power, and understanding that we're intended to have. And co-creator being, <clears throat> we want to use our affirmations, our conscious co-creation formulas for manifesting heaven on earth, the immaculate concept, and the violet flame play sheets. 
For master being, we want to have individual sovereignty and self-empowerment. And for magical being, we want to restore our magical birthrights through the number of the 13. <laughs> and um, I, there's one um, on page 152. I have something here, so I need to take a breath. <laughs> that throat chakra clear. <laughs> so what is it that you wanted to say? What is it that I wanted to say? Mm -hmm. Right here, yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I was focused on you and completely unaware of myself right now. Just wanted to hear what you had to share and what you wanted to say to wrap it up with us and how we can reach you and find you. Okay. Um, Definitely look into that. <laughs> Excuse me. So when there's an energy, like a judgment or a hidden energy, it comes up in my throat. So, and I usually feel it from other people in rooms. And so that's what came up. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. I'm definitely going to look into that and <clears throat> for a while and see what comes up. Okay. Um, so I do in-depth transformational sessions with individuals. The first sessions are almost always 90 minutes. After that, it's easier to work in hour sessions with people if they need them. Mm -hmm. And I teach a weekly class called um, Ascension Mastery Karma Clearing. It's been in person on Wednesdays. Tomorrow I'm going to do the first Zoom class. We're going to try that out. And then um, as I practice and be more comfortable, we'll put it out into a larger audience. Will that be available on your website? It will be available on Facebook. Okay. Uh, my website doesn't have that on it right now, but I do have Camille Moritz on Facebook, and I also have Heaven on Earth Just for Being right. on Facebook. And you can go to my webpage, which is Heaven on Earth Just for Being dot com, and you can download the free downloads and read the information about me. Um, my email address is Camille at Heaven on Earth Just for Being. If you'd like to know more information or to schedule an in-depth session, you're welcome to do that or would like to know about the class. And um, what else let me say? There is one affirmation I wanted to end with sure. when we're ready for that. Yes, please. And... Um, the work that I do in addition to clearing is, uh, you know, a lot of times I'll clear land from other locations and sometimes we can just do tarot readings and other kinds of questions as well. But the real work is the in-depth clearing and the restoring of heaven on earth. So in my work on healing the power flame on page 152 of, of my book, my book has two versions, a first edition and a second edition. It's the first edition. So this is representing Ray one the cosmic being the great divine director. And this is really the divine plan and what is intended to happen as humans. Yes. Right. And so I just want to read that. Excuse me here. So it says, we accept our stewardship as gods and goddesses, co-creating the divine blueprint of the highest intended good for mother earth and all she embodies, taking back our divinely intended birthrights and sacred power to give birth to new forms freely through the power of the spoken word, right action aligned with divine will all beings are safe and protected and secure through divine assurance of god's eternal peace establishing divine fellowship where each being lifts the other in reverence esteem praise acceptance and inclusion we co-create our sacred family sacred community and unified individualized expression of the one and that is a affirmation of what we're intended to experience as eternal souls and temporary human forms. Oh, I love that. What a great way to finish up. Could you again share how people can reach you on social media and online really quickly? Yes. My email address is Camille at heaven on earth just for being.com. My webpage is heaven on earth just for being.com. I am on Facebook as Camille Moritz or Heaven on Earth Just for Being. And um, my phone number is listed on my webpage and on my Facebook. And people are welcome to text me, email me, 
um, message me or um, reach me in any form that they can that way. Awesome. Oh, and I highly re recommend that you do. I've had a couple sessions with Camille and she is fabulous. It was Great. really transformational and I really appreciated your work. And most of my sessions are online. So we can do the session from anywhere in the world. Yes. It's great. You've lived in, I think, three different places or something like that as I like reached out to you. So I think that that is amazing how we can reach each other so easily these days, you know, either via Zoom or phone as usual. So awesome. Thank you so much, Camille, for joining me today on Raise the Vibe with Liz. I really appreciate it. Thank you so Aloha. much. Aloha. Thank you. Thank Aloha. you for having me. <laughs> and thank you for joining me, everybody. This is Raise the Vibe with Liz. Have a great day. Remember to get out there and raise the vibe. If you liked this, please like and share and subscribe. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Get out there and raise the vibe. Thank you, Camille. Aloha. Thank you for listening to today's show on Raise the Vibe with Liz. If you like this content and want to support me, please go to Patreon at Raise the Vibe with Liz or click the link in the description of this show. And remember, change starts with you. So get out there and raise the vibe. Thank you, everyone.